0: Hello and welcome to the Pulsation podcast coming from the New Woolsey Theatre as part of Pulse 18 Festival. My name is Dave and I've been speaking to some of the acts who showcase their work here in Suffolk over the week. On Friday the 1st of June, or Suitcase Day as it's known at the Pulse Festival, I was joined by Sophie Woolley and her producer Kendall Masson pretty soon after Sophie had performed a 20-minute segment of her show Augmented over at the New Woolsey studio. Sophie's show and the story behind it is really fascinating, and Sophie is intelligent, sharp, and with a great sense of mischievous fun about her, and I really enjoyed speaking to her. I, however, was a bit of a bundle of nerves and jaw-droppingly unprepared, so I apologise in advance for that. But we sort of settle into the conversation a few minutes in, and by the end I found myself just having to hold back the torrent of questions that were firing in my mind about her neurological experiences... Sophie did go on to win the suitcase prize at the end of the day, which I was really pleased about and which I thought she thoroughly deserved. Anyway, I hope listeners will gain some insight into her work uh, through our nervous conversation. Enjoy. Right, hello Sophie, welcome to the New Wolsey Theatre and Pulse Festival Um, Thank thank
1: you for having me on Pulse Radio
0: Yeah, (laughs) we haven't even got a name yet, if you can suggest any names for this, we're we're on Pulse 18cast This
1: is Pulsation FM
0: Pulsation, oh my god, you've hit it Okay, so yeah, your show, Augmented, we've just come from and I thought it was amazing, really enjoyed it. Thank you. I think the themes within it were, they seem to have a little bit more importance than most theatre productions do because it was a, a point being made about your own life with regards to lack of hearing and suddenly having your hearing turned back on it was educational for someone that doesn't know what that is like so i found that really interesting and your descriptions of it were amazing what what sort of point did you develop an idea that you wanted to take your experience into a theatrical production
1: um I've been trying to do it since I was switched on I think right. I I actually uh tried an and a a different version of this it, it a pulse in 2014 and it it went well and I thought actually this isn't this isn't right I'm going to start again and and so I went back to the the drawing board and um and so it's it's taken me even though it's about me um ironically it's taken me a while to find my voice, the voice for telling this this yeah. show, and I guess because it because it's um, a, a huge um, transformation in identity from going from hearing to going deaf to um, becoming a deaf cyborg. I guess it's going to take me a while to get get my thoughts in order, and uh, so it's it's uh, yeah. So it, it 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 struck me immediately as 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 quite something quite huge that I. I needed to tell people, yeah. and, and I knew they, they couldn't understand it.
0: It really <laughs> comes across yeah. as uh, uh, you wanting to tell people this experience that you've had and the, the situation. Yes. Could you give us a little bit of depth about the sort of the time scale of the story? Because it, you said it was a return.
1: Or- yeah, so in my family we have hereditary progressive deafness and, and um, we, we sort of grow up hearing then start uh, losing our hearing in our teens. So right. um you know my aunt goes all the way back my aunt has become deaf and um, and then uh, my mum and my sister and we we, we we all went deaf and and we actually sign and speak at home yeah and um, so we, we I, I call it dual heritage. We're dual yeah. heritage, deaf and and hearing world. And um, and so in the, in the in the full show, I, I start um, as a child, and I was th- going to be the hearing one. That was what right. I was told by the hospital. So I didn't expect the whole journey was quite strange of going, going deaf because as always the, the whole time I was going deaf. I was not going deaf, yeah. because the hospital told me I was not going. To it was go good. deaf, and it, yeah. so even though it was becoming more and more obvious to everyone, I was I was in it doing the classic denial thing that people do when they when they go deaf, and then and then we've got the the, the, the period of the play of, of adaptation where my my writing performing career is taking off, and I show I show bits of writing I've kind of plagiarised old plays and put them in this play. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then um, kind of reusing using lines. Then uh, so we show that how I'm yeah I'm kind of adapting and how that's sort of trying to keep that ball up in the air. And it kind of come comes apart in a scene where I'm in a room for a few hours with John Ronson signing books. Um, and I can't wait to share that the Oval House yes. sharings and all of that. And then there's the the bit where I'm. I'm switched on, and there's a kind of a, a science fiction feel to the piece because I immediately, when I was switched on, I felt, wow, this is like being in a science fiction novel. I'm I'm living inside a Philip K. Dick book. Wow. This is living the dream. This is brilliant. So I wanted it, people to feel this. I'm not. We're not. We haven't directed it yet, but I hope we're getting there. So my the person who's telling the story to the audience is actually from the future. I'm Fantastic. from the future, and you're in it, or still living in the past because. Unless there are people in the audience who have implanted and they're also from the future. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to convince you, you know, when you see in science fiction stories that someone's come from the future and no one believes them, <laughs> I've got something to tell you. I really have to tell you this, this something crucial.
0: That's amazing. And then,
1: and I think um, in future hearing people will implant. Yeah, you looks, think
0: that um, in the future, hearing people will implant just anyway into their brains? Because I'm yes. really down for that. You I, doubt that. You, well, no, I'm down for it. I want You're it down, to happen. Yeah. When you were saying because at the you, end have seen, Because you
1: saw me on stage, Bluetoothing uh, music direct to my yeah, brain. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. I thought,
0: oh my God, I want Bluetooth... Directly to my brain. Yeah,
1: I think I think it's it's yeah. I've, I'm glad you believe me. So I'm it's working. The show's working. <laughs> I'm, I'm recruiting, hearing people to. You know, you're going to lose some residual hearing when you implant, but That's fine. Um, it, it's worth it. <laughs> I actually had um I, I I you know I had my phone switched to Bluetooth before I went on stage. Yeah, and uh, the postman was outside my gates in London and he he actually (laughs) called me and I was trying to get him off the phone. He's going, I'm trying to get in.
0: That's amazing. And
1: I I was really worried he was going to phone me in the middle of the performance. So have you got
0: a microphone in there as well? So can you do, or do you have to do it through a phone? So you you haven't got like a little mic in the implant as well that you could literally just be I've got mics
1: on the external processor that pick up external sound. But the... uh, I I wear a Compilot pairing device and when I want a Bluetooth music to my auditory nerve... And so that's what I use. But I can Bluetooth it from any any device with Bluetooth um, if I'm paired. But I, yeah, and if someone phones me, I didn't have it on um, on flight mode. So um, so the, po- the postman, postman or anyone can phone me in the middle of the show. It's some a tech thing that the stage manager's going to have to <laughs> sort out with me, I, or I can just take take the call. Wow. Yeah.
0: That would be pretty cool, doing that on the in the show anyway.
1: Yeah, I was trying to explain to the postman I was just going on stage, but he, he wasn't, he just wanted to be let in. So,
0: I mean, that's that's one of the messages, isn't it, is be aware that this is going to be your future, but that you will be yeah. phoning people up and they'll be literally in the middle of walking on stage or doing something sort of creative. And, yeah,
1: you can have... And you have yeah.
0: a- instant access to yeah. someone's auditory nerve. Yeah. Which, that's pretty cool Yeah,
1: suddenly in your head there's a voice saying um, Sophie is calling <laughs> And you press the button And you hear Sophie um, in your head
0: what, what, um, How long ago did were you switched back on As you like to describe it How has the process been for creating this piece of theatre um, How long has it taken?
1: Um, so I, uh, I Well I wrote um, a, a draft about two years ago and then I um, spoke to Sarah Dickinson drama tag and she sent me some exercises because I was I was I was um quite fearful about about um telling my truth um, yep. be- because uh, it's um it, uh, the politics of 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 this story um and and uh, I didn't want to tell a story that was oppressive to people who on on who can't implant. Yeah. Um, and um, so so she she um, got me to do some exercises to uh, just 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 tell the story I want to tell, and I was trying to find the language that wasn't oppressive. But and then I realised I'm just going to use the language that I thought of when I was first switched on, which I thought was quite offensive. Really, I was quite shocked. I was. Thinking of things in terms of certain words, yeah. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna own those those words and subvert them, and and then try and reverse the stigma that I obviously feel inside myself. Yeah. It's like it's all complex, complex thing. And then so i So is this that year... stigma
0: from deaf culture, um, mm. or is that stigma from? Uh, could you elaborate on that a bit more, please?
1: Um, yeah. Well, I was a successful deaf person and and when I when I kind of was just thinking wow I've got my life back yeah it yeah. makes me think well yeah. hey you had a life um but it just felt so visual so I've got yeah. me back I've got the one in my 20s is back and she's really yeah I mean, she wasn't finished I became someone else and it's um and that and that's it's uh it's it felt very shocking to me at the time and um and this this year, I applied for funding with Kendall Masson, my producer who's here. Hello, Kendall. Hello. Uh, and uh, we got unlimited uh, funding to do this first stage of the R&D. Um, and H- we've been how working long did it take Oval you to House. get the
0: um, unlimited funding? What's that? What's the sort of process of uh, getting an unlimited grant? Is so, it a grant or is um, it an Yeah, it a, you apply an award? for an
1: expression of interest in the autumn. Yep. It's R&D funding. And then they shortlist people and you make the the full application yeah i think the
0: full application was end of january and then we found out sort of beginning of march or mid-march okay yeah so that's fairly, that was the original that's quick yeah it was quick uh-huh. um and then yeah. i think what we're gonna go for is for the full production to do um sort of a bigger commissioning uh fund that they have so hopefully yeah. they'll support it in
1: its next stage yeah
0: so what uh, what are the plans for it where do you want to go with it where where would you like to see this end up
1: Um, I I would like, um, a long London run and I want to publish the play and I would like other deaf actors to, um, perform it in future, different, um, and I want to tour nationally and internationally. I think that's the plan. Yes.
0: That's a Um, great plan. (laughs) Then augmented the movie maybe
1: and, um. And then uh, the, yeah, Augmented we, VR. so I've, I've, uh, hmm?
0: <laughs> Augmented VR experience. Yeah, VR, yeah. Yeah, somebody's going to
1: loan me uh, a yeah. VR pack. So I've been really well supported by Oval House and, and Popular Union. I also did a, a week's R&D at, at Sheffield Crucible. Um, they gave me some space to work with our, our brilliant uh, sound Designer called Lee Affen on the, the dance track that I secretly Bluetooth. Oh, yes, in the, which in the I show in the music. And, and I worked amazing. with choreographer Mike <laughs> Garside. And then then I worked with another movement director in Owl House in the last month and Rachel Backshaw, a director, brilliant director, and Adrian Courtley doing sound design on ideas. So we're playing with ideas and we're gonna do some more experimenting in um um July and, and three scratch dates. when and It's the weekend when Trump comes to London. That's how you remember when augmented is. Okay. So, D- Trump after, party Trump, Trump after, after party. party. Trump riot after party.
0: Trump riot after party. I'm well there. At,
1: at Oval House. At Oval
0: House. Yes. Um, so yeah,
1: 12 to the 14th of July at 7.30 yeah. at Oval House. Yeah, fantastic. It's all oh, I'm going to be there. The
0: oh, I'm going to be there unless I'm in the back of a van somewhere. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. I wish you all the best with your show. It really was fantastic and I really, really recommend anyone goes to see it thank you um, it, yeah it's it's really really good it's lovely thank you for stuff. having
1: me on pulsation fm
0: pulsation for the nation
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right thank you
1: very Ricky. much